the Seeds You Sow podcast, planting seeds of applied knowledge, strategic change, and unstoppable passion. Coming to you live. Live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Seeds You Sow podcast. First episode of the new year and new decade coming at you live. 2020 in the studio with my amazing, lovely, not just co-hosts, but some of the greatest people that I love and also get to call friends. Yeah, we got Ashley over here to my left. Hey, y'all. I'm missing on here. I'm missing on here. We got Deacon Mike over there. Peace. Oh, peace. Yes, brother. Yes. And of course, we got Brother Day. What up, though? Yeah. Yeah, with the daddy beanie on. <laughs> yeah, I do got the daddy beanie. Uh, I, I got the uh, just came from tryouts beanie. On. Like, you are which a... is like the coach dad beanie. You know oh, yeah, I got that all the time. <laughs> that is a true daddy beanie. Yeah. My dad would be wearing those too, like at our tryouts yeah. and coaches. Like, it'd be cold outside. Yeah, it's cold. My feet's still cold. <laughs> Sitting out there all morning is hella cold. <laughs> yeah, he needs them wool socks. Yeah, I do. Oh, oh man. We're so, so not even just like filled with joy, but also I can say gratitude to, you know, be back together as one unit, one, you know, team Mm -hmm. with the same dream and vision to come together and just keep bringing just positive energy, good conversation, good laughter, just all types of goodness to all of you guys who are listening and tuning in with us. And we're just so thankful to be back and to continue on with our podcast. Are you guys feeling the same way? I'm absolutely. feeling absolutely yeah. the same way. Feeling thankful, feeling yeah. grateful. Yeah, Good we, to see y'all. Yeah, and I say we live in the studio. We live in the ship. We are live Which, in which the is ship. our That's right. That's so our it, studio right now. It is. You know? That's so what we got. Shout out to the Anchor Program. Hey, turn Sh- up. You know, shout out to Brother Damon who got mm. the keys, who got, got the access. Keys. Mm. You know, <laughs> you know, black people got boats and ships. Yeah, you know what I mean? So fast that yeah, gate. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now there's yeah, we got yeah. the authorization. Uh-huh. <laughs> Authorized, certified. Yeah. All of that. But yes, guys, um, we're gonna be continuing, you know, going strong this upcoming few months. We'll be recording once a month. After that, we'll be picking up a little bit more. But you know, stay tuned with us. Keep staying committed. We're staying committed to you guys. Super, super excited about today's topic. Um, primarily just because you know it's the top of the decade. It's the top of the new year. And sometimes, as Ashley was um, saying earlier, there's all like this pressure around like new you, new year, do this, do that. And having like all like this pressure around getting something done and doing it within a certain time frame. And we're going to be having a conversation around trusting the timing of your life and taking that pressure off of getting things done and knowing that things get done when they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. When you have that faith, when you have that assurance, and when you have confidence and rest in your own personal journey. Mm -hmm. So we're super excited to talk about that today. But before we hop into the topic, and this camera is all in my face. We're going to do our check-in question. Um, Ashley or Deacon Mike or Brother Dame, who wants to kick off with the um, question? I'll kick us off with the question, y'all. So um, listeners out there and then also everyone in the room today, you know, we are just um, embarking upon a new decade, but also like closing um, a decade as well. Crazy. And so, yeah, it is. When you, when you put it in that term, Very a decade. Crazy. Right? Shoot. Um, <laughs> and so our check-in question today for folks is to really think about what is something that you're really proud that you accomplished in the past decade? And then what's something you're looking forward to in the next decade? Oh, gosh. And I'll just open it up for anyone who's ready. I can go first. I'll go off the top of my spirit, as I like to say, you know, from the inner parts of my purple heart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, it's crazy from the we're, so we're looking at 2010 to 2019, like that time span or whatever. I would say something that I'm just proud of in general when I look back at those past like 10 years. Um, in general, from that time, like from living in Walnut Creek to Chicago to Wisconsin, grad school, moving back, traveling, doing all these different things, shows, family, friends. I feel like what I'm most proud of is the fact that I never put a limit on what I was able to do. And I think about, um, you ever heard like the saying when um, someone says, well, why would you do that? And you would say, well, why not? And I feel like anytime someone came up like with an idea, like let's go here or let's put on this show or let's go out and let's go on this hike or just like any type of like idea, adventure, whatever, it's crazy it may sound. I really felt like this past decade, I'm really proud of the fact that I did not place a limit on myself and I really mm -hmm. just lived it up to its freaking fullest. I have like no regrets at all like traveling love wise life wise everything i did i did fully and i'm proud of that um and what i'm looking forward to going into <clears throat> the 20s you know our version of the roaring 20s you know mm -hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> i'm looking forward to grounding myself um with the new you know project renovating my grandmother's home now getting into renovating my new home and grounding myself in the bay area i'm thinking about like family i'm thinking about legacy i'm thinking about partnership so i really see this decade being that time for my life where i'm really gonna ground myself and plant those seeds and really just start like building like a family and stuff so that's hey, what i'm hey, looking hey. forward to so yeah hey hey wow that's a great answer that is a great <laughs> answer how do you follow that how do i follow that you know, um hmm. <laughs> who's following that all right let me just go ahead and jump in um, I'm taking a little sip. <laughs> take your time, brother. Take your time. <laughs> so this last decade was probably like the most crazy, intense, most like challenging experience of my life. Like the last 10 years, mm. I've experienced pretty much the full spectrum of like adulthood, I think. Like from like everything from like relationships mm. to to parenting yeah. to like losing a parent mm. to going through all of like the career changes that I went through and all the different experiences like this last 10 years has been like the greatest like growth experience mm. that I could have possibly asked for um now all of it wasn't fun you know what i mean <laughs> all of it wasn't things that i'm like man i wish i could go back and do that again but at the same time none of it is is anything that i would like take back you know yeah. what i mean and that's something that i'm definitely proud of because you know a lot of the things that i experienced would break someone and and completely just you know yeah. you wouldn't come back from mm. um and i'm just you know proud to be able to say that i did come back from it yeah um but one thing that i think that going into the 20s uh <laughs> that's so weird right, say, the right? 20s. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in the 20s like we like, it's so weird not the 90s but the 20s yeah we're in the how in the world but um <laughs> One thing that that is very important to me going into this decade is for me to get reconnected spiritually. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, with all of the things that I'm proud of for the last 10 years and the way Amen. that I the things that I went through and, and how I handled them, I think that my spirituality did suffer mm. um, in this last 10 years. Um, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just because mm. I got 
you know, caught up in all the other stuff going on. And that's yeah. kind of the thing that I didn't really give enough uh, attention to. Yeah. So I want to get back to that. And hopefully, you know, in this next 10 years of experience, I'll be a little bit more connected spiritually mm-hmm. and be able to handle it even better than I did last time. You gonna be a Rasta healer? You <laughs> 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 go on a pilgrimage and come hey, back. You know what? You know what? <laughs> go have the healing walk. Hey, <laughs> I, I might go down the lock journey again. No, I'm just playing. I ain't doing that. And my uh, my hair ain't built for that. But yeah, man. Um, nah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited mm. to go into a new decade and like always going into a new year, like you feel like a refreshment, but like yeah. the, the going into a decade a new decade is like especially after the one we just left man it's like all right yeah. it's game time you know what i right, mean like right. that's how i feel and like every day that's how i feel like okay it's the 20 like we can't we can't be acting like this is the 10s right, no more. No, like, right, i don't even know what we nah, call it last decade right. what do we call it i heard it was 10. called the odds this is uh, the odds someone said the or, or the 2000s called the odds don't quote I don't know. Me, someone said the odds for either one of them. What the heck is the odds? I don't know, but we need to Google it. Twenty sounds better. All right, yeah. well we're yeah. in the twenties now, and whatever that last decade was, um, the decade of growth. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that's I good got, one, y'all. man. That's good. Yeah. I like the spiritual journey you're yeah. looking forward to. Yeah. yeah let's all embark the, on that. Yes. Me. Who's next up? Um. It's interesting, right? Because obviously the uh, <laughs> latter part of the decade is uh, fresh on my mind. And there's mm. like things that have happened really in like the last two or three years that I'm really proud about and happy with. But I think what I'll go with in terms of my win of the decade is when this decade started, the way that I would explain my life is that if it was a glass bowl in my hands, I had dropped it and it had shattered at my feet. Mm. And over the course of this decade, I was able to pick those pieces up and place them back together. And I think build something that was even more beautiful and stronger than what was in my hands before. Um, And so like, uh, you know, we work with we work with young people. and I talk to young people all the time about how um, that process is not glorious and it doesn't feel good to endure that process and go through it. And over the course of this last decade, I did it. Um, and so I get to, I get to walk into this new decade being, um, whole as a, as a human being, you know, and just kind of feeling good at the fact that, uh, like, I mean, we'll talk about it today, right? We have these pressures of society that we all have and we all think about, but I also feel really happy just to be who I am and where I am as a result of the fact that I went through that process, you know, and then I sat in my darkness and I found the light. Um, so, so that's like, uh, yeah, that's like my major, <laughs> major win of the last decade. Um, and then what I think I look forward to most in this next decade is kind of reaping the benefits of going through that grimy process. Right. Mm-hmm. So now that I kind of did that as a, as a human being, and I kind of got myself to be in a steady position as a man, uh, now I get to find steady relationships and a steady career yeah. and a steady income or like all of the above right Right. can be steady because i took the time to build a steady person um so yeah so i look forward to um experiencing that in this in this next in this next decade um and being able to like just like aisha said build a family for myself yeah um build a legacy and kind of um now that the foundation has been set and the foundation is strong and settled um now we get to we get to build the skyscraper. Yeah. 
And Michael just turned 30, y'all. Yeah. So he's part of the Sophisticated 30 Club. Capricorn season. Sophisticated 30. <laughs> sophisticated 30s. I like that. What about sophisticated 20s? They're not sophisticated. They're not sophisticated. <laughs> the 20s. The 20s, you know. Okay. I, I see somebody post it last I wouldn't night. call my 20s sophisticated. I mean, yeah, the 20s are good, though. I mean, it was good. So I think we'll talk about okay. that. Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay. okay. 20s, yeah. sophisticated 30s. Yeah. There you go. I definitely was 30. Yeah. As I think about Yeah, you were. <laughs> still do sometimes. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a good, it's good. I just think I'm turning up because I actually feel like I did more adulting in the last decade. Okay. And, um, like, the pressure of, like, what I wanted to be and who I thought I was going to be um, mm. and what I visioned myself for. So I would like to say that I think I'm proud of the person and the woman that I became because Amen. I feel like if I was to ask my 15-year-old self what I wanted. That's crazy. This is exactly what I imagine. Like somebody asks, like, are you Lord like, have you mercy? Like, no, like someone asks, 15? like, are you the person that you want to be? And like, if I have to reflect right now, the person who I like was striving to be in high school and like what I thought I would want for myself as adulthood. Like, I'm proud to say that I felt like I've done what I said yeah, I would do. So I that's feel. an accomplishment. Um, you were 15 in 2010? No, I'm, I'm still saying, stuck on that. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how old were you in 2010? In 2010, I was nine, 18. Okay. How so, still? I mean, still, still. Yeah. yeah, I was 25. So. Uh, Could have been your mentor. We were talking about that. 16 in 2000. <laughs> you turned 16 in 2000? Yes. Me too. <laughs> I was nine in 2000. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what's next? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think I put, I personally put so much pressure on myself to be a certain way. Mm. I think in the last decade. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm proud I've gotten there, but I think this decade is a lot of what I'm looking forward to is just like being comfortable with what I am. Ooh, um, amen, and girl. so I th and when I say that, I just think about like I've been telling people lately, like I don't want to work, and people are like, "You're crazy. You have all these degrees. You're smart. You're a go getter." And I'm like, "No, I could really use you know six months to a year off." But in our world, because we live in a capitalist society, yeah, it's girl. like you, what you do is your worth. You know, and mm. like people are like, "You're gonna take six months off? Like, what are you gonna do? Do you have something set up? You know?" And I just. <laughs> want to say that I think in this next decade, I'm going to stay true to me and less of like what my family and my friends want and just more about like what it is that I want mm -hmm. um, in life. And so I can't say that it's necessarily family. I can't say that it's necessarily like marriage, but what I'm looking forward to is like continually to, to gain in the wealth that I feel like I've like laid the foundation for myself, Amen. but also to just continue to get to know myself and love myself. Mm. I right. love all that. I love how like hearing every one of like your guys' testimonies around what you have accomplished, what you've experienced and what you're looking forward to, how there's a way for all of us to connect to it. Yeah. And like one thing I think that's collective for all of us sitting here is we all have continuously worked our asses off. I excuse my language, but we have worked hard. Okay. We can write a dang yeah. book memoir on the hustle, the grind. Yeah. And something was told to me from a friend just on our trip. She said to me, and I'm saying this to you guys too, after all the work, allow yourself to receive the goodness of everything you've done. Yeah. You know, we, we, we work, we work, we work, and we're gonna continue to work, but this is like a season and a decade yeah. of letting things being like received and given to you. Have y'all mm. seen that new Tiffany Haddish uh, stand up? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, Black, Black, Black Miss, yeah, but, I, I, I uh, Okay, I haven't seen it. Cause it's one for that. 
this one part that I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but she's talking about like after all the hard work, make sure, have you celebrated it? Yeah, man, I'm but saying like, it. But like, don't go too far in the celebration. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what yeah. her point no, was. No, you gotta mail it. You gotta mail it. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's hilarious. I gotta check know. it out. Because we was on a rooftop the first day of the new year at a restaurant called Buena Vida, which means good life. Mm-hmm. And we all sat there like, this is the tone we're setting for the rest of the decade and Word. going forward. Word. And like, life is always good, not just based off what we do, yeah. but who we are and Word. the experiences we have. And the fact that we could just even sit here as friends, as a team, and just say, we're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. You know, shoot. We made it. I feel like Color Purple Eyes here. Eyes <laughs> here. I just got a new phone, too. I just got a new phone in 2020. I did have this phone since oh, I started okay. the new job. No, I'm just looking yeah. at you. Know, Aisha's yeah. very like, I'll ta- wait until my tech oh, no, you dies. Got, you, got, you got two phones she over here? She got two here. phones. This is the work phone. So I'm just going back phones. and forth between like, you know, the article and our questions, which means let's go ahead and hop into <laughs> the actual said topic of the day, which is, you know, we, we're authentic here on the CG, so we've yet to name this topic. Uh, yeah, it's okay. But it's okay. But just know that this topic is around, you know, trusting the timing of your life yeah you know not giving into the pressures of society mm-hmm. and just you know owning who you are where you're at and trusting where the universe god allah buddha whoever you want to believe is taking you okay to my spiritual journeys and stuff we should we need to right. run that back That's so right. yes this uh whole conversation or topic generally has been inspired for a number of different reasons Primarily, I'll, I shared this with uh, my friends earlier, and I'm going to share this with you guys now. Just got back from Columbia, was talking with a family member who's older, and uh, she said to me, she was like, oh, I wish when I was in my 30s like you, I would have traveled. And I was like, well, you still can. And it brought up this whole conversation around, oh, well, you could only do that at that time in life because mm-hmm. she's in her 60s. But I'm like, you're able-bodied. Yep. You're in your right mind. You're retired. The only thing holding you back is you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that whole conversation came up and it made me start thinking about it made me. <laughs> it allowed me to start thinking about how there's certain mindsets that we develop. Let it be through family, society around. Oh, I can only do this at this certain time in my life. Let that be go back to school. Let that be starting a family, getting married, pursuing your passion, whatever it is. And so we want to have a conversation around breaking those certain mindsets that may be holding you back individually and allowing yourself to be empowered by your own individual journey and trusting the timing of your life, no matter where you're at and where you want to go. So that's essentially what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to offer our own personal testimonies because all of us here, which I really love and adore and appreciate and respect is the fact that we all have like a foundation of love, hard work, family, you know, commitment, but we're all coming from different individual lived experiences and we all can learn from each other. And so each of us sitting here at the table, I can imagine you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. There have been certain pressures that we may have felt from others or society that we may have felt that we didn't live up to, but we're here to make it known and to set this record straight that we are living up to whatever we, we are living up to whatever it is in our heart. And we're not going to be defined by what others say about us, but instead we're going to define our own journey and be comfortable with that. And we're going to share our testimony with you guys to have you guys think about, is there any type of mindset or pressure 
or anything in life that you thought that you couldn't do or you want to do, but you're scared to do because you haven't done it as of yet within a certain time frame. And we're going to help you to get past that and know that it's okay. You can still get there. Does that make sense? Did I put it all yes, together? That was the ancestors that helped me. Y'all. I was like, I don't know if I can explain this one. Y'all I don't know. I don't know. So, um, we have one article today. <laughs> Good. Yeah, one is great. It's yeah, a new year. Great. Raise your hand if you read that on. <laughs> I sent it out in the text message. Okay, there was an email this time. Like there was a text. <laughs> like, an, like an hour ago. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. Uh, yeah. I looked at the title. I looked at the title. <laughs> so, um, Let me do that. <laughs> yeah. It's titled "How to Trust the Timing of Your Life," which I think is just an awesome. Um, I read. I read through most of it, and um, the article itself, and it's posted by Mindful Living Blog. Um, and it's very straightforward. It's an article talking about the timing of your life and not rushing things, not forcing things, but understanding you are where you're supposed to be and taking your given steps to get to where you want to be. So, yes. Yeah, so we're going to hop right into this conversation. And I thought it would just be best because we're definitely going to have like a general societal conversation around where do these pressures come from? How do you hold yourself accountable and not get too content? Yada, 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 all that good stuff. But um, in the spirit of, you know, sharing our own personal testimonies, I thought it would be good if we all could name at least one thing that we're currently doing in our life that does not per se fit the societal norm and explain how you grew to be comfortable with it in terms of like the timing of it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to elaborate too much on it. Cause I feel like I've been saying a lot. Mm -hmm. um, who wants to go first? <laughs> um, I think I'll start. Okay. So um, this one is, I would say, fairly recent um, and when I say recent I mean like within the last six months and it's also um, it's also personal so I think one thing that I'm that I'm currently doing or like have been have been a part of for the last I think half the year um, is supporting like my partner who we started dating relatively soon after this happened but supporting my boyfriend going through like chemo and cancer treatments like there is nothing that I think could prepare you for that in life in general. But when you first start to like date and talk to somebody like, you know, within two or three weeks and then like something serious like this happens, what I think is can be a norm or societal norm is that like, we're not really in that deep. So like, you know, I'm going to keep like, like checking on you, but like, we probably really can't date. We can't really be like, cause like, this is a very serious thing that usually people who are married or if you have mm. parents, they take care of you or your siblings, you take care of you. Mm. Um, and I think, and especially because I'm young and I have a career um, and this person is the like similar age, but does not has not had the same, like did not go to college, did not have the same um, career as me. I think people expect it to be like, you need to like distance yourself from this. Like you uh... just like started talking to this person. They're taking on a lot. You already have a lot in your world in terms of what you're doing um, in the way you're growing and developing. And like this person may not just really be good for you. Like one, y'all not equal yoked. And two, like they're going to drain you of like your energy, your time and your resources. And also like, don't nobody know this person. Like all of a sudden you're just going to like support this person in terms of like emotionally, physically and like in a loving way. And so I think at 28 years old, like, and I, I say this all the time to my friends, I think, yeah, if you have a daughter, you probably tell your daughter to like, be careful, you know, like you just start dating this person. This is a lot. This is emotionally draining. You want to protect your child mm. um, because you want to think of like, you know, like this is not something that somebody should handle by themselves. But I think when you take a step back and you determine how you've raised the person or how you are, like I'm just a person who like is a lover of humanity mm. and like believes in love over hate. 
um, it was just really hard to step away from that position just because like we had just started dating or because like I'm really young and like this is not what I want to deal with at 28 years old. Mm. And instead, I think I just ran forward to it and like really just had a lot of faith in it. And, mm. and to this day, like I still don't know that like, oh, this was the best decision because I definitely said like I've mi- I missed a promotion during this because like when you are supporting someone who is sick, like there's things that come in front of that. Like just life is more important than some of the letter, like the little things. Um, a lot of people would have been like, you're 28. Why would you like miss your promotion for somebody you may not even marry or you may not mm. want to be with in the, in the future, but just because you care and love about somebody, um, in this time in your life. And so I say that wow. would be my biggest thing of going against maybe even what my family said in terms of like, this is too much on you. Like this is fresh. Um, and just doing what I feel like is, is deep down in my heart who I am as a good person and as somebody who just cares and loves humanity. Um, Mm. And so I would say that's something I did that went against the title norm. I go to therapy. I have good friends. um, And I'm just like working on being like comfortable in my own decisions. And so I would say that whatever it is that you do that's against your societal norms, you got to continue giving yourself positive affirmations. Even if nobody else does. Well, I definitely commend you for what you did. Absolutely. What she's doing. For what you're currently doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because as you know, I just went through that just like right before it happened for you. And that's not no easy task. It's not nothing light. You know what I mean? That is a major, major, major undertaking. And for you to do that with just that little bit of time that you guys known each other, I mean, that says a lot because there's not very many people that would mm-hmm. that would do that in this world. Yeah. You know what I mean, and because I mean, from my perspective, like, yes. Maybe you did miss out on a promotion. Maybe you did, but you gained so much personally mm. from going through that and having that experience and being able to get that perspective and whatever else you got from it, like you gained so much. So just, that's like I said, just, I just want to commend you for that because that's, yeah. that's pretty dope that you did that. And I'm yeah. glad that you shared that because in the connecting to like the topic of like going against societal norms, it makes me think about the different type of love stories people have. Mm-hmm. And this is you and this given person's love story right now. Like you were there, you are there for him during this, you know, very difficult time. And that's your decision. That's his decision. That's a collective decision you guys decided to make together. And I think it's important to share that because, you know, society shows, oh, no, you meet the guy and you guys get together. Then you guys go on the honeymoon then you get married. Then you have the babies. And then when you're in your 60s, then you take care of him when um, he has like cancer or something like that. But maybe this is what you guys go through now. So then maybe something even greater is going to happen later. So to share that shows other people, it's not just one way to love and be there for somebody. And that really shows a lot of selflessness and sacrifice on your end, which is needed in partnership and relationships. So, yeah. Cause it's so hard to look at it. I think when you're going again, when you're doing something against society, it's hard to keep your mind in a positive state when everybody yeah. around you is like, why are you doing this? You this know? is how it should so, be. Right. We're showing That's you guys everything how. I know you to be too, though. Like, I think that like, uh, perfectly captures who you are as a human being though. And somebody who's been around you for some years now, like to me, um, I mean, you, you've done that with many people and maybe not in that similar circumstance, but you've did that with me in, in, in our journey and in our friendship, you know, like that is who you are as a person. Mm. Um, and that is like what makes you beautiful. Um, and that was, that's what makes you like unique in this world. And it's, 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 it's why you're so dope, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting that like, there's a, a, a whole bunch of people who see the, who are trying to protect you. Um, and that's not bad that they're trying to protect you, but, um, for me as someone who's been next to you for a long time, 
like it's just it's just it's just cool to be able to see you as a human being you know and I, like that is you at your core and that's hella dope and yeah, yeah we I'm, I'm blessed that i get to that i get to know you you know and that i get to see that person um and i don't have to mm. you know i mean i don't have to maybe put my desire to protect you in front of just being able to sit back and be being um have astonishment towards who you are as a, as a human you know mm-hmm. that's yeah. interesting you say that mike around protection yeah because that's i felt that i feel like it's not like people are trying to tell you no they just want to protect you mm-hmm. yeah and then on the opposite side of that I and mean, we're going to hear next who wants to go next but society will project their experience like yes. well this is what i did so this yeah. is what you should do yeah. right. so that balance between mm-hmm. your loved ones protecting you or are you just projecting your own fears or insecurities onto me thinking that I'm going to relive something you did or you don't want me to do and not giving the space for somebody to own their own journey, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, Who would like to go next? Um, I'll go next. Um, So it's interesting. I'm looking, I've been looking at the question and... um, Been looking at the question? Yeah, I've been looking at the question. (laughs) Um, And it says, like, name one thing you are currently uh, doing in your life that doesn't fit the societal norm. Um, and in the examples, I feel like I fall into almost every single example, right? Like, uh, going back to school over 30, single and no kids, pursuing your dream career, being married, being married, traveling, buying a home. Like, you know, I'm like, that's all that I fit in all of those. Um, um, but what I reflect on, uh, the most about like my journey and in, in, in my process and where I, where I'm at is, um, all of all of those experiences will be so much better because I've put in the time to me for for me as a human being. Yeah. Um, and like stuff like uh, like I tell like I tell young people I work with all the time like I want to be married. You know, like this is something I've never seen in my life. You know, I've never mm. seen my mom be in a healthy marriage and be able to experience what it is to have that partnership and have somebody who's down with her through her journey and her health issues. Yeah. You know. Um, and I want to be that, you know, that's everything I want to be in my life. Yeah. Um, and although I'm not there yet, and although I'm not married and I'm, and I'm, and I'm single with no kids, I know that my wife and I's relationship will be super solid because of the time that I put in to build my part of the relationship. Yes, sir. Um, and because of the understanding <laughs> yes, that I've yes, gained sir. in who I'm looking for and what I'm looking for out of, out of that person, you know? And so like for me, what I realized and it, and it took a long time to do it is I, I'm realizing that um, if I put the time and the work in beforehand, then the reward of having that experience is so much uh, is so much more appreciated um, and, and worth it, you know. And so yeah. like here I am and um, I haven't finished school yet. But as I get into this journey of going to finish school, um, I, the, the time that I'm spending is helping me figure out the importance of going to school. Whereas so many mm. people in this life go to school and they have no importance behind it. They're just doing it because they've been told to do it. Yeah. And then they get out of it and it wasn't worth it. And they have all this debt and not real a real understanding of like what the real worth of going through that experience was. Mm. And so... Um, even though I don't fit into a lot of these societal norms or expectations, when I do finally achieve them, they're going to feel much better because of the time that I've put in to find out why I want them. 
and yeah. what their benefits are, you know? And so that's the, the part for me where um, here I am at 30 and I'm starting to realize that it's so much more important to invest in a person than it is to invest in the outcome. Um, and then the out, when the outcome comes, once the person is whole and, and, um, and anchored, then the outcomes are like much more appreciated and ultimately better, I think, you know? So that's, that's where I, that's where I'm at. The outcome, it's, man, it's like, you know, we get so stuck on what the outcome is going to be, but at the end of the day, it is, it's cliche, but it's true. It really is like that journey. It really is like that process and being committed to that and picking up all those different things that you learn along the way. So I appreciate you, Deacon Mike. Yeah. Um, I can go, Brother Dame. Did you want? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because there, it's so many different things that you can say and think about, right? Like what Mike just said, like, you know, um, I guess like for me, I'll go with what is obvious, but I'll go a little deeper in terms of like the parts that have been, um, the fear that I want an anxiety that I kind of was harboring towards the end of the decade around this and now getting to a space of freedom and being okay with where I'm at. Mm. Because honestly, around like 2018, 2019, I had anxiety around this. Um, and essentially for me being 35 and single and now being a homeowner, um, in my mind, like, woo! <laughs> Turn up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank God for family. Yes. If we go against the societal norm, I would have been had babies by Aisha. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just telling y'all. I'd have been. She'd have had two of my babies already. Oh my gosh. Um, But in any case, like for me in my 20s and looking past the past decade, family, kids, partnership, that was not on my radar at all. I was all about like, let's go have a good time. Where can I travel? I want to put on this show. I want to go to grad school. I just want to live. I just want to be free. I don't want nothing or nobody to hold me back. And, and that- she did that. <laughs> she for sure did that. And that's how I navigated a, a good part of my life for a very, very long time up until the point where I didn't get in my first serious relationship until I was like 28. And I didn't fall in love until I was like 31. And so in any case, coming into like you know real womanhood and really experiencing like your vulnerable like self and like those feelings and starting to tap into oh my gosh like you see your friends and family around you bringing in life and you see what it brings out of people and you see all the joy and the greatness of family and children you start realizing oh my god I want that too and in my mind I think it's always been in the back of my mind and the bottom of my heart because deep deep down inside when I always envisioned having like my first home I did envision having it with my partner and so the hard part for me coming into this new home was there was anxiety around like oh I'm coming into this by myself and I felt bad because I was like wait I was just inheriting like I just inherit this home it's mine to take over to remodel and to make it what I want I should be thankful for this I shouldn't have any type of like Oh, but I wish there was somebody by my side because society will tell you, nah, girl, you an independent woman. Do your own goddamn thing. You got this shit, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, but I want someone to pick out the colors with. And I want someone to pick, you know, like the couch and the drapes and, you know, all that type of different things. So coming into like those feelings and recognizing that like this is something that I really want, but then also something that I had like mixed like feelings and like fear around made me feel kind of like anxious. But... What I'm realizing is you have to just take a step back, 
look at the bigger picture. And like I said earlier, I did look at like my life from like who I was from being like a little girl up into my teens, up into my twenties and looking at how, like I've always been kind of, as we all are kind of marching to the beat of your own drum. And I've always been kind of like a late bloomer anyway. So <laughs> I have, and it's, and it's okay. You know, my mom said I didn't get my first tooth until I was like 14 months. I thought something was wrong with me. Like the, the girl ain't got no teeth. What the hell? What's wrong with the child? Like, <laughs> okay, so you know, like, <laughs> there's just certain things in my life and I don't, I don't want to call it like late in the game it's just that's just where i was mm -hmm. and um being 35 and being single but knowing and being okay with the fact that my dad well, my dad told me he's like you ain't never got to worry about being with nobody he was like be comfortable be confident within yourself and the love that you are supposed to have will come to you when it's supposed to happen say that brother Thomas. yeah so i appreciate my dad for reassuring that and also switching my mindset from okay i may not be picking out these drapes and these colors with my husband right now, but I get to do that with my family right now. Mm -hmm. And then when I do meet my husband, we can pick it out together and we can build another home together. Right. We can build this home and the next home and have multiple properties. That's right. And I also just want to put out there too for other women out there because it is a norm. Like there's a lot of pressure for women at a certain age to have children and start building a family and, if you're in your 30s, like my age, and you get pregnant, you're now considered a geriatric pregnancy, which is like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, right? Isn't that crazy? It's like, yeah, damn, cool. right? I know. I'm like, I'm an old woman pregnancy, but I'm gonna own that shit, okay? <laughs> so I just want to put it out there. I am, okay? I'm gonna be that 45 year old mom out there on the soccer field, like, yup. No okay. one's gonna know that she's 45, y'all. Because she literally looks like 27 right now. So, but, um, yeah, so I think what I've come to learn is sit in those feelings that make you uncomfortable and speak it out loud and share it with those close to you because I've shared it with close friends of mine who then will then um, reassure you and give you confidence and give you um, courage and give you comfort around whatever you're feeling and also clarity to just own where you're at and also just keep speaking and believing and knowing that wherever it is that you have in your heart or whatever is you're working towards, it is going to happen. It's kind of like the metaphor, me and Ashley have talked about this, of um, when you plant a seed, right? So when you plant this seed into the ground, you really, looking at the seed alone, can't see the fact that this seed has so much potential. Mm -hmm. It could turn into, you know, a tree. It could turn into a beautiful flower. It could turn into anything. But the seed alone doesn't look like that. All you have to do is plant it, do your part, which is just, water it nourish it but then let it go and then the seed does its own thing on its own time and within given time it does blossom and it does become what it's supposed to be so just do your part by planting it with faith nourishing it with love but then trusting in the greater good that is doing what it's doing in the dirt so it could blossom and grow into what it is so that's how i look at it in terms of like these upcoming dreams of mine around starting a family partnership and legacy. And I just want to put that word out there for other people too, who may be feeling the same way. Mm. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I can't put it off no longer. I, I got to answer this question. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, the reason why it's been so hard for me to like kind of come up with an answer is because like, if you were to put like everything in my life, like every single like factor of my life right now into a hat, 
and draw something out, I guarantee what you draw out will be some of the wildest, most unorthodox stuff you could imagine. Anything. You could pick anything, like in any aspect of my life. Like everything is just completely unorthodox right now. Um, <laughs> I was talking to my mom the other day and I was like, mom, like, because she was asking me about something that I was supposed to be getting back to her on last week. And I was like, mom, honestly, like, I just had to put that back to the back because I got like. 5,000 different things that I'm trying to figure out right now. Like at the beginning of the year, honestly, this being the beginning of the year, beginning of a decade, like we talked about earlier, like I feel like I feel like I'm a blank slate, mm. but like in a good way and a bad way. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I have everything to figure out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everything. <laughs> Like literally everything. I can I say it again. Everything. 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 Like, man, if I really like went into it, which I'm not going to, but if I did, you you would you would wonder how I'm even sitting here right now. To be honest with you. So the point of that, all of that, is saying that, like I said earlier, me getting more spiritually connected um, is growing my faith and also my trust in God and his plan mm. and really understanding what that means like when I started to consider how the last decade went I, I was like okay like there was a lot of moments where like I really should have like broken completely down and fallen apart a lot of moments but then I look a little bit past that and I'm like but then you know everything kind of worked out and yeah. I got back on top you know that I could say that about four five six 10 different things that happened in the last 10 years. So with that perspective going into this new decade and the situation that I'm currently in, like I'm really unbothered. You know what mm. I mean? Like I should be, <laughs> I should be a lot more, <laughs> I should lot be, be a lot more concerned about life in general than, be I, okay, brother. than I, be I am. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm like, look, as long as I'm waking up and, and, and able to do what I got to do, it's going to be all good. I don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. I don't know what next week, next month, next six months is going to look like at all in any aspect of anything, but I'm good. I'm like, as long as I wake up every morning and have an opportunity to figure that out and to do what I do best, which is figure it out, mm -hmm. I'm good. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, as far as like what <laughs> societal norms, like my whole life. <laughs> My whole life, if any, if the society looked at my life, they'd be like, "This nigga is not gonna make it." I'm so but I'm is though. But I, but I'm is gonna make it though, y'all. But I'm is. But I'm is. But I I'm promise. Is. I promise you that. I promise you that. I always, I always end up on top like a cat. I always land on my feet. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I know I said that wrong the first time, but yeah, I always land on my feet, y'all. But yeah. nah, like y'all pray for me though. <laughs> all day, all day, all day. Yeah, twenty twenty is gonna be a beast. Just yeah. put it that way. It's it's good though. It's a good beast. It's a yeah, good, we'll see. It's like you know the Beauty and the Beast kind of beast. You know, it's, it starts off kind of rough, but then you know the beast shows his softer side. That yeah. kind of beast. Yeah, yeah. When he yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Once eating his porridge, yeah, and she teaches him how to use yeah. spoons. And then when she like does his hair, and <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Classics. I hope somebody come do my beast here. <laughs> <laughs> this beast um, is looking like a beast right now. Definitely appreciate you all for sharing, you know, the societal norms and the pressures that we've all had to deal with, but then still owning our story. Um, 
And we, we're, we're wrapping this up, but I do just want to have kind of a general conversation too around societal norms and just the timeline of like pressures that like are applied to um, applied to us as individuals or to um, the general society as a whole. Um, I am curious to know though, because I thought about this in terms of like, okay, just own your story and trust where you're at. And don't give into what other people are saying, do what you need to do, blah, 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 block out the haters, all the, you know, the different memes and stuff that can pop up. What is like the healthy difference though, between like holding yourself accountable, like knowing like, all right, I'm on my timeline, but I might just be, you know, kind of skating by or, you know, also, um, holding yourself accountable, but then also making sure you're not being like too content. Like what is like that healthy difference? Like, how do you know you're at a good balance? It's kind of a hard question. It's, it's, it's hard to know because I think that you don't really know until like you see some results, right? So mm. like if if you're getting like pressure that you're like a little too relaxed, you know what I mean? Like you like you're a little too unbothered. <laughs> if you're getting that and you're like, no, nah, I'm good. Like it's gonna be it's good. Y'all I don't even trip. But then like, you know, when 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 the stuff hits the fan, yeah how it comes out really shows you like yeah. okay well maybe i do need to step it up a little bit yeah. maybe i was a little too easy on that yeah because like in the process i think you just got to be comfortable with whatever it is like if you feel like you got to be real with yourself honestly mm. like i mean obviously like you have to be real with yourself you got to be like okay what do i need to do right now yeah to get out of this yeah and if you're comfortable like okay this is what i'm doing this is the path that i'm on I feel like it's right, go with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if somebody's like, I don't know if that's right, be like, well, consider it, but still, you know, mm. you got to be comfortable in whatever your move is, whatever your decision yeah. is, you have to be comfortable in it. Mm. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. No, I agree too. I was going to say the same thing that like you, you kind of have to check yourself um, with somebody else and it has to be I'll somebody you trust. Yeah. Um, and not trust because they're going to give you the answer you want, but trust because you know that like either they're unbiased or they're not judgmental or, you know, they're going to like try to ask you a lot of questions, but it's good to have somebody else to, to just be like, Hey, I did this. What do you think about? Like, do you think that, you know, I should have more support. Do you think, you know, just somebody else to at least balance yeah. yourself. The accountability is good. It's kind of like what I tell my students, like when you're having like someone review your uh, paper, get the person, you know, who's going to go in on that ass and then get the person, you know, who's going to be a little lighthearted yeah. with it. That's how I am sometimes. Like when I'm going through certain things, I know if I call Carmel, Carmel will give it to me straight. Like Aisha, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to get there. If I call Asia, she's like, girl. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like that good like balance between, but the honesty first right. and foremost right. with yourself. Yes. Around like this is where I'm at. This is what I'm scared of. This is what I'm trying to overcome. What are like the small steps I can take to get me to where I want to go? Yeah. Was there anything you're thinking, Deacon Mike? Yeah, I think uh, for me, uh, uh, the way to spot the difference is to check your ambition. Yeah. And, um. Ambition, I think, is a really important thing. Sometimes we can be so ambitious that we get ourselves in trouble. Mm. But for the most part, if we are lacking ambition, then we're not we're not doing what we need to do to continue our, our progression and our movement forward. Balance, and right? so, like, I think that ambition is actually that balance, right? Because if we get so caught in survival mode, then mm. we're going to be stuck in our current position. Um, and if we are maintaining ambition and maintaining this, um, hope or desire to continue to not be where we are at this current moment and to mm. continue our movement forward, 
then we'll actively be moving that way. Mm. And the the speed of moving towards that ambition is really rather unimportant. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that we are actively doing it is important. And uh, sometimes if we get into survival mode as a response, I think especially as black people, um, we get into survival mode as a response to our experiences that have hurt us. And mm. then that survival mode keeps us in that position. Mm. And I so, want to jump on what yeah. he just said yeah, go, too, about go. like the speed of you pursuing that ambition versus actually just keeping it. Like it can, oh. you can slow it way down, mm. but as long as it's still present and it's still like driving you in some way, yeah. you're good. Because there's times right. obviously that come up where you're not able to give a hundred percent into what that might be. You might right. have to yeah. focus somewhere else, mm -hmm. but as long as it's still alive, yeah. you don't lose it. then that's really the, that's really the main thing in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess when I, when I hear Damon say that, I just think about this podcast, like yeah. we <laughs> ourselves, like love it. Like today I was oh, just man. like, and even right now my whole like soul and heart just feels filled because I'm having mm, like yeah. such a, just such a rich conversation with people who I yes. enjoy having, who I enjoy conversing with. And you know, we used to record every single Sunday yeah, in San Francisco. <laughs> like across like, the bridge. Which is kind of crazy. We every did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like did. Mike was committed. We did it at in the evening, and I think that was it. Like everybody got their stuff done through the day, and it was uh -huh. like how we ended our Sunday nights with yeah, wine and man. talking. Mm -hmm. And Good. you know, like we went to doing it like a little bit towards the end of the year last year, twice a month. Yeah. And now this year, right now, as we begin the year, at least this quarter, we're thinking once a month, but we're still invested in, I think even us being yeah. together and here today yeah. may even refuel us. So sometimes yeah. you're yeah. still going, right. but you need yeah. to get that motivation, you need to be refueled. Yeah. And I think that's what we're doing here. So like take our podcast as an example, like we're still yeah. going, we're still chugging along, the brakes yeah. haven't completely stopped. Right. Um, and you know, we probably will pick back up and go even harder. Yeah, yeah we will. Exactly. Absolutely. It's, it's just point. about the consistency and the commitment at the mm. end of the day and the, at the end of the day we've been committed to the vision we've been committed to one another and we've been consistent with just still recording right and you know like you're right the ambition it goes 100 it goes 50 but it's always still there right. and as long as you hold yourself accountable and you're around other people with the same core values then whatever it is that you're trusting yourself within your own timing it will you know manifest mm -hmm. so i appreciate you guys bringing that up because i yeah. definitely feel very fueled and energized being with all you guys here today yeah. i'm like oh yeah, wait i miss y'all yeah before we even got on the mic y'all it yeah. was already gone yeah. i was already feeling it yeah um we could wrap up this conversation by maybe offering just one tip or one word or one phrase or one sentence or a paragraph whatever you feel in your spirit um to give to our listeners to trust their timing to trust where they're at Cause like Damon said, like you said, you can look at my whole whole life and pick it out and say it's unorthodox or whatever, right? All facts. <laughs> this is a true and statement. So all of us <laughs> sitting here, even you listening, everybody at one point has felt like, dang, I did not hit that per se mark that society said I was supposed to hit, which doesn't mean nothing at all. It just means that you did hit a mark. You're hitting your own mark at your own time. So with that being said, what's like, one word or one tip of advice we can offer to our listeners to be confident and okay with where they're at and to know that they are on the path to getting to where they want to go. I would say focus on who you are rather than what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So oh, some spiritual guru stuff right there. Gosh. I say that because <laughs> 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 
Oh man. Nah, but what? I, <laughs> uh, nah, what I mean by that is like you know you set goals, which is great. You should definitely set goals, and you should definitely strive for things. But as things ebb and flow, and you have to put your inner your energy in different places, and you may not hit all the marks that you're trying to hit. What you're doing daily and who you are as a person and what you bring to the table every day is really what's important because it may take you, you know, four or five times the time that you thought it may take for you to get to a certain point. But that's because when you set that goal, you set it based on, you know, a lack of information. You didn't know what all was going to come between you and hitting that mark. But if you wake up every morning and you focused on, okay, who do I need to be in order to make progress toward that? Mm -hmm. Like what kinds of things do I need to work into my life to make sure that I'm doing things that are going to be productive in whatever aspect of life it may be. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, for example, I talked about, I've been talking about spirituality a lot because I've made it a point every morning I'm going to read, you know, my Bible or whatever spiritual book that I may be reading at the time, Mm. but something that is going to feed me spiritually. I made it a point that I'm going to the gym every single morning as long as I can, you know, (laughs) as long as I'm I'm working on that, but I did pretty good this week. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, those kinds of things, like, making sure that you're reading things that are helping you toward whatever goal that you're going toward and making sure that no matter if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you are feeding those things that you want to grow. Because if you're not feeding the things that you want to grow, then they're not going to grow. I mean, that's just biology. Right. But, um, yeah, I love that. Thank you, brother Dame. I think my piece of advice, um, and it's not perfect. And I'm like, is this what I want to give? But, instant gratification versus delayed gratification. Um, And I think oftentimes we want instant gratification. And the example I use to my students is y'all post a picture on Instagram. If you don't get so many likes within the first two minutes, you're deleting that picture. Instead, take a deep breath and slow down. Everything does not happen and everything that you want is not gonna happen super fast. Just delay gratification. Um, If it's something you really want and you see a future in it. Uh, for me, when it comes to what comes to mind is uh, kind of kind of similar to Damon's, but it's the focus on your being. Mm-hmm. Um, and now looking looking at the definition of the word being and like the the state or quality of having existence, mm-hmm. um, like um, an individual form of life, right? Like all these definitions, if we can focus most on our being as as humans, um, then I think that positive things are going to fall into our laps. Um, and, it, and we have faith, whether regardless mm-hmm. of what your faith is in. Um, but I think that if we just focus on our being, um, I think a good representation of it is uh, our heart, right? If we focus mm-hmm. on our own heart being filled, mm-hmm. everything else will fall into place. Like um, and so I think that that's just a, the most important thing to be uh, or the most important priority that we need to have as, as humans is to focus on our own being and our heart being filled. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, our being, um, delayed sati- uh, gratification, not what you do but who you are, all of that. I would say to add to the gems of knowledge mm-hmm. from your spiritual gurus here at the CGU. <laughs> so let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're so enlightened. Nah. Um, I was thinking about what you had mentioned, Ashley, around like 
you know, we live in a society, you know, they call like the microwave generation, you know, like instant, make it now, da, da, da. And definitely, I know I'm guilty of that. I'm like a go, 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 when's it going to happen type person. Um, so I definitely echo those sentiments. And what I would add on to that is shift your perspective. Mm. Sometimes I think that we get so stuck on how it should be or how it should look. But if you could just look at the bigger picture and shift how you think it should work out, that can open up your mind to how things are supposed to just naturally happen. So stop trying to control the outcome. Stop trying to get so fixated on what it should look like. Take a, a moment, step back, look at the bigger picture, shift your perspective and know that there's multiple ways to get to what's within your heart. But just, you know, take your time with letting that happen as opposed to forcing to make it happen. Mm. So shift the perspective, I would say. So, yeah. How do you guys feel after that conversation? I feel great. Look, I feel great. That was amazing. We hope for those who are listening, you know, it's been a long time, but we're here. We're still staying committed. And we hope that you guys were filled and motivated. And we, as we always tell you guys, don't let this conversation stop here. You have listened to our thoughts, our opinions, reflect on your own processing. You know, all the questions we're asking to one another are really questions we're asking to you. So answer these questions within yourself, have these conversations with your friends and your loved ones and let the conversation continue. Cause we're definitely going to come back to this and we're going to keep it going. So we appreciate appreciate you guys and I definitely feel super filled after having this conversation and I feel more free mm. so yes I appreciate you guys um we're gonna go and just segue right into reading is good for the soil aka your mind because you know we're big advocates of books here at the seed you so and uh yeah so anybody would like to offer a book um I'm ready um this book comes from a series of book that is entitled the humble the humble leadership series um, and this is humble inquiry um, and the gentle art of asking instead of telling um, oh. by Edgar shine um, and oh. I think the idea of the series is just through leadership what is the art of building positive relationships mm. that ultimately will yield better organizations mm. um, and so just kind of having that um, I think that this quote is a really good one. It says, the fine art of drawing someone out, of asking questions to which you do not know the answer, of building a relationship based on curiosity and interest in the other person. Mm. Um, and I think that, like, obviously that benefits you in um, the context of leadership, but it benefits you in the context of life and just having a general curiosity in the human beings who you are involved with in your life um, whether mm. it's any type of relationship and what that will do um, professionally or in your personal life um, so humble inquiry by Edgar shine thank you man deacon mike you really got like a low-key like library somewhere that you are not telling us about no, he does he just be like <laughs> and you you're always the one that always makes sure he has his book yeah exactly <laughs> always, always, right uh, always, yeah. <laughs> God, I wish doing? I read them all, but one day I will have read them all. Um, so my book is a devotional book. It is something that you read one, like one page oh, a year. I like that. Um, one page a year, one page a day. Um, and I've had this book. It was a gift. It was gifted to me my junior year in college from my aunt and uncle. And I have gifted it to several people as we are going on the spiritual journey. Damon, like his conversation today, has really made me think about it. I use it every single day. But it's called Jesus Calling. It's mm -hmm. written by Sarah Young. 
And like I said, you just, you can Google it and like you can Google Jesus calling January 12th and it will show you what today's like scripture was. But if you have the book, it's also great if you're like someone who likes to just like touch a book. Um, Mm. But I highly recommend it. I've had it. And I really say like it was like a big foundation, a part of my like my own personal spirituality journey as I was in college because, you know, when you're a child, you kind of just go with what you're told. And this was the first thing that kind of helped me begin to think about like, yeah, what is the positive mindset that I want? And like, what do I think of faith? Um, And so I just really recommend it. Sounds good. I'm definitely going to look that one up. Um, the book that I'm sharing um, was inspired by my trip to Colombia. I definitely will encourage everybody to go to Cartagena and get your life changed. But um, this is a Colombian writer um, named Gabriel Garcia Marquez. And the book is entitled 100 Years of Solitude. It's a book that like I had heard about in passing. And then at Amar's uh, eighth birthday party, uh shout out to um Landon and Kimberly. Kimberly was the one that told me about the book. Oh, wow. And so I got the book and was reading it on the plane and it's a multi-generational story of this family um, called the Buena Dia family and all the different things that happen in this fictional town in Colombia. And the genre is a mixture. It's called like uh, magic realism. Mm-hmm. So it's like realistic things that are happening in the world, but set like in this fantasy type of like setting. And I'm really drawn to this type of like art or genre of storytelling. And it's inspiring me to think it's inspiring me to think of different ways to tell stories mm-hmm. and um, Gabriel uh, Garcia Marquez, he's a very well respected writer throughout South America. Now I've been like looking up his life and following what he's been doing or what he was doing. And he definitely was celebrated throughout Colombia. So I was very, you know, thankful that I got to hear about this writer prior to going and I've been enjoying the book so far and it's inspired a lot of different ideas for me and I'm excited. So I told you guys I'm going to be taking a class at UC Berkeley this semester, right? Starting yeah. in March, I'm taking a writing class because nice. it's going to keep me consistent. I just need to just yeah. be about it, just mm, be about it. So cool. we're yes. still waiting for the premiere of the movie. Yeah. Oh, and I got, oh, I'll show you guys. I got um, the cover art that yes. got, it got sent to me last night. I'm having a meeting on Monday. So yes. that's coming Very soon nice. too. So yeah, guys, nice. we'll talk about that off air, but stay I'm tuned. Y'all. Album 2020. Still <laughs> album, the album still is still on the way. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a companion whole... album to the film. Future and Drake just dropped a companion song. Y'all it's soundtrack. It's <laughs> good. That's okay. Get us right. Starburst. Right. But yes, that's my book for the week. So back in um, like late September, early October, I had this weird like experience. I was um. So I decided I wanted to take a piano, and I had heard about this song called Round Midnight. Hmm. So I looked, I got this sheet music, and I started learning the song, right? The next week, I went to New York, and I was in New York, randomly ended up in this bookstore, and I came across this book, which was The Life and Times of an American Original, uh, Thelonious Monk, who was the person who wrote the song Round Midnight. Oh, what did I know that? Weird. So both of those two things happened, like, within a week of each other just completely randomly not no kind of correlation so that's kind of sent me down this long like Thelonious Monk like journey which dude is an amazing 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 pianist and it's just like it's just kind of just changed my life um so I started to read his book which is Thelonious Monk the life and times of an American original um and it's really 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 good um and I also I've you know I've since listened to all of his music and wow. watched um watched a documentary that I think it was Clint Eastwood that directed it 
I might be wrong, but one of the some major, major um, either actor or, or director um, directed his documentary. But um, yeah, it's just really fascinating. It's been fun just like exploring all the things that he did and like all the stuff that's out there about him. Um, he's a really, really, really interesting person. Um, so yeah, that's the book that I like to recommend today. And once Ooh, again, it is that. called The Lonious Monk, The Life and Times of an American Original by Robin D.G. Kelly. Mm. He's good writing music. Like, yes. go to the Thelonious Monk station on Pandora yes. and just put that on. You'd be like... Man, I work... I mean, I, I work out and work to the same yeah. Thelonious Monk album yeah. all the time. Which album would you recommend? It's called uh, Solo Monk. It's just him playing piano like no other music. It's amazing. Thelonious. I listen to it all the time. That's such a name. All Thelonious. The Thelonious. Thelonious. Yeah. Every time I hear that, Thelonious. <laughs> name, what is his middle name? Or something crazy. Um, Thelonious. They call him Theo. Thelonious Spear. That is a Monk. name. That is a name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. yep. Thanks, Dane, for putting us on game with that because yeah. I've only just listened to like his music just in like the background of writing, but yeah. never looked into him as a person. Yeah. When so. you start to dig in, like if you watch the um, documentary, it's called Straight No Chaser. It's on Netflix? No. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you have to buy it. Um, oh, okay. I think I bought it for like $5, but uh, you watch that and you start listening to some of his music and then like you get into his story. Like he's fascinating. Hey. Um, the yeah. stories. Straight No Chaser, like No Chaser Alcohol? Pretty much, yeah. I think it. I think. I think that was kind of you know that was kind of the meta, that was the metaphor. It's like he just gave it to you straight. Give me that whiskey straight. I was gonna say why we like our whiskey. We're gonna have some rum next episode, y'all. And mimosas and whatever y'all want. So we'll do that. Ooh, I'm excited for all these books. Yes. Are you guys excited, oh, listeners? Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah, listen. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I thought she was Be talking excited. to me. I was listening. <laughs> oh man, this is the first episode of the new year, the new decade, it and up. it really is setting a good tone. Everything yes. that we're talking about, I feel like this is going to be an episode we're going to look back on and reflect. Like, remember that episode? Yeah. And look where we're at right now. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm yeah, very excited. I hope, I, I hope I'm looking back at this episode. Like, look at me now. <laughs> You will be. <laughs> you will be. I hope I am. You will be. You will be. We will all come into agreement with that one. It's all gonna work out. But yeah, let's go ahead. Let's just wrap it up with our quote of the week. Um, I'll kick us off. I had reposted this on my Instagram story. I realized when I use my story, I don't use it in real time. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I don't know if there's a rule to that. I know there's a lot of features on the story. What does that mean? Like, you know, you, so like real time, like you post it in that moment. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be posting like after the fact three days. Oh, I feel that's like, fine. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like that's a, what are you doing? There <laughs> no rules to this. What's so funny? What? What's so funny? Well, remember that one time we got, uh, we were late in the studio. I was just on our Instagram page. I'm about to post some stuff and I just showed Michael this person. This is the person who oh. uh, was uh, getting us out the studio. And I oh, just, that was her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't. I wasn't there. Yeah, I know you wasn't there. Let's get through these because I'm about to start going. Did she, she look like the person that oh, tried yeah. to like? <laughs> they I'm all got to, that look. I'm about to start. <laughs> that going. look. Yeah, that look. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna keep that off air for now, but yeah. <laughs> we're 
<laughs> Y'all know what we talking about. Came up on our feed. Right. Okay. Oh, gosh. Check um, us out again on uh, Instagram at the Seed You Sow. Yes, the Seed You Sow. <laughs> Follow us on uh, the Book of Faces. You know, all that. Or like us on the Book of Faces. But here's my quote for the week. Um, when I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of stress and anxiety. If I sit in my own place of patience, what I need flows to me and without pain. From this, I understand that what I want also wants me. It's looking for me and attracting me. There's a great secret here for anyone who can grasp it. And that's from the great Remy. Mm. Spiritual. So just, you know, let that sit. Let things flow. My quote of the week um, was actually my quote of the day for practice a couple of days ago with my basketball players. And it is, show me a guy who's afraid to look bad. And I'll show you a guy you can beat every time. All right. So I'm going to go with my boy Thelonious Monk on this one. <laughs> Thelonious. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that this is definitely a metaphor for, for life, especially mine. Um, the piano ain't got no wrong notes. Mm. I like that. I'm going to let y'all sit on that one. Yeah. Um, and mine's is about positive mindset. You can be sad, angry, upset, anxious, drained, overwhelmed, unsure, or afraid, and still be positive. Mm. Oh, I like that. It allows you to still feel whatever you're feeling, but still know that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Look at that. You guys hear that out there? Everything is okay. This year is starting off on a great note. We're so thankful to be here as a team. We're thankful for those who are committed to our podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Stay tuned for next month. We'll be back with more episodes. We love you. Stay beautiful. Stay blessed. And we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.